Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Fantastic. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be twins. I'll tell you what. You celebrated a birthday in between our last episode and this one. I did. I did. How was that? It was good, man. It was good. It was real laid back. The Bengals got a W. So, you know, that's a good thing. And, uh... Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. I had I had a lot of uh a lot of love, a lot of love around me. The kids, the cousins, the nephews, everybody. It was a good time. It was a good time. Excellent. Mm-hmm. What'd you get? Did you get a uh diamond tennis bracelet or anything like that? No, no diamond tennis bracelet. Um What is a diamond tennis bracelet anyway? <laughs> um I never Does understood it have anything to do with tennis. I don't know why it's a tennis bracelet because there's uh-huh. no way anyone's playing tennis in something that expensive. I I wouldn't think so. Doesn't it have diamonds like literally all the way around it? I don't know for sure. I think that that's what I'm that's what I'm picturing. But I've just heard that as a as like a special jewelry thing. Yeah, I have no idea, but no, I I did not play tennis nor did I get a diamond or both. Friendship bracelet? Uh, no, no. No bracelets. No bracelets. Okay. Which is a little bit of a disappointment because uh, one of my nieces loves to make friendship bracelets for everybody, so I didn't get one of those either. But that's okay. I got a bottle of Blanton's, which is always okay. a good thing. I got uh, two pairs of uh, <laughs> As Seen on TV sunglasses. That's a pretty cool deal. That's a pretty cool deal. Yep. Uh, my sister uh, got me some As Seen on TV sunglasses that I wore like crazy. Blue blockers? I wish, They're basically it's the same <laughs> premise, right? Uh, it's like the blue blockers. Everything's kind of like yellowed out or whatever. And I loved them. I wore them all the time. And then they broke. And I told her, and she went out and bought me two more pairs. Wow. That's, that's special nice. right there. That's, that's, thought, that's thoughtful. That's, that's remembering, hey, that guy liked that. I, you got sunglasses. You got blue blockers coming out the I got blue ears. blockers for days, bro. Coming out the eyes. These blue blockers, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Love that I'm guy. Gonna, I'm gonna look up that commercial. I haven't seen that. We, oh my gosh, yes, the infomercial will be on in the middle of the night for Blue Blockers. There was nothing better. That's right. I'm pretty sure it was Biggie that was on that, wasn't it? <laughs> that dude looked like no. Biggie though. I mean, you, it could be. I, no, I, I, I wouldn't no, have known. No. I'm pretty sure then, Biggie but... was dead when that happened. Really? I don't like know. Yeah, man, it probably was in the 80s. Yeah, you're probably right. He's probably still alive. Yeah, but the dude looked like Biggie. He's a big old monster dude. Just like. Do, 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 these blue blockers, yeah. That was back when rap was still a little bit pure. <laughs> yes, exactly. When it was, it was an art form. It was, it was more than it was. It was everything. Everything was a. It was poetry. It was poetry. It was a. It was every song was a story. That's right. That's the rap I miss and I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just pull on a little Will Smith, Summertime, man. Oh, Just, uh, nothing better than that. Oh, my gosh. I was listening to that the other day when I was mowing the lawn. Oh. After I got done, after it was over, I flipped it back and played it again because I was so hyped. Dude, I love that so much. And I listened to that like the first halfway warm day in spring when it's been cold yeah. for a long time as soon as you're as soon as i'm able to roll the window down yes. and drive with the window down Absolutely. if it's when it's warm enough when it gets like you know 60 or something like that yeah i turn that thing on and i, I crank it up absolutely love that song absolutely gotta go a little will smith summertime <laughs> uh so good all right so let's get into today so what do we got going on in sports today we've got the nfl which we'll do our nfl picks which we always do 
I do not know how I did this week. I don't know if I got a single one right or if I got all of them. I have no idea, so we'll get into that. Um, the ML, the Major League Baseball playoffs are dwindling down. The Reds are officially out. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about who's in the playoffs, who we who we picked back in the day when the season started to be in the World Series and, and different things like that. So we'll see where we sit with those. And then, of course, we have our Mount Rushmore of 1990 World Series champions, Cincinnati Reds, that were non-starters or pitchers. Non-starters, that's right. I feel like maybe I sh- we should have said non-starters altogether. Like if if you were a if you started if you were one of the five, four main starting pitchers, we probably shouldn't have let those go either. I can I can adjust easily. No, no, it shouldn't be because, I mean, then that's not fair. No, no, I, we'll keep it the what? way it is. Keep it the way it is. Keep it the way it is because I'll tell you right now, I did not put a regular starter on You do not mind. have Jose Rijo I on did. your Mount Rushmore? He's we'll, the MVP. We'll talk about this. We will talk about We'll this. talk about this. We'll yeah. talk about this. All right, so let's get it kicked off uh, to first and foremost. Adam, how did we do – What? What is the current record, and how did we do last week? Chris, you did just fine. I like that. How, how, what fine. is just fine? You went two and one. Two and one. I'll you, take a two and one. And that puts you at five and four on the year. Yep. So you're over a little 500. over five hundred. And and I had uh, another zero and three weeks. So. Oh, Adam is on on uh, ice. I guess we should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's I on ice. So. I'm ice cold. Ice cold. Um, I'm two and seven. I'm feeling really good about this season right now. Uh, so if anybody out there has something that we should bet on or we should make this bet for, Adam's got a long way to go and go we're easy. just past week three. Let's go easy on the on whatever we're going to bet. Whatever your suggestions are, we'll take them, but let's go easy on that. Throw them in the comments below <laughs> or so, above so or after, on the side. Yeah, so after three weeks in our NFL picks, I am doing horribly, and I'm also doing horribly after three weeks with our Bengals bet that we have with Andre Edwards, too, because yes. I've got a total of, like, four wins, and they've got two already after yes, three weeks. Yes, let's go. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm warming my voice up already. Um, I cannot wait to hear you sing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding How's out. How's Andre for, doing? How's He can't be doing much better. You guys were pretty um, close to picking the same games. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't look back, actually. I just know that I only have, like, four or five wins total i feel have, i feel like uh he was around six well, or something who, like that six or seven. somebody let me think <clears throat> you <laughs> i think somebody was got laughed off the podcast almost when he chose the cincinnati Bengals to take a w in pittsburgh look we're three weeks in and there's 17 weeks 18 weeks actually 17 uh-huh. games uh-huh. this year so long way to long go. way long to go long way to go but every time you get one exactly right that's a big deal and on week three i'm the only one that got pittsburgh right that's you're right you're right i don't know how you pulled that out of your eyeballs but <laughs> i'll tell you what Pittsburgh looks terrible. <laughs> Pittsburgh looks absolutely horrible. Their offensive line is garbage. Their defensive line is garbage. They just they couldn't get any pressure. Well, a little bit, but nothing. I mean, our offensive line is terrible too. So even terrible people can get pressure on that line. But Jeezel Pete's, yes, they were terrible. So, all right, bub. Now we know where we're at. We know how we're doing. Do you have picks? For this picks. week, let's hear. I've been going first every week. Do you want to go? No, first? when you're hey, whoever's losing goes first. <laughs> okay, gives All right. me at least one more week. <laughs> then, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna take me a while to catch you. Um, 
Seattle at San Francisco. San Francisco is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking San Francisco. I don't even like that pick, but I'm, I'm – <laughs> Those are usually the good ones. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, let's – let's. I want to see uh, a field goal or more from San Francisco. There you go. Pittsburgh is at Green Bay, speaking of Pittsburgh. Um, and Green Bay just won a, a, you know, a thriller against a good team. So – Pittsburgh looked terrible. They're at Green Bay, and Green Bay is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm I'm taken by a touchdown or more. This like might it. be a three-touchdown game. Yeah, good work. That's two good picks out of you. Uh, thank you. Detroit is at Chicago. This is, my, this is my worst pick by far. Detroit is at Chicago, and Chicago is a three-point favorite, which I feel much worse about than if they were like a two-and-a-half, but – um, and I just don't feel good about picking Chicago, but that's what I did. I, I'm just I'm taking Chicago to win by more than three at home, and that's just what I went with. I like it. That sounds good. Um, so <clears throat> I think the first game that I'm going to take a look at here – get out of here. The first game that I'm going to take a look at here is going to be this Broncos game. Um, they just beat the Jets 26 to nothing, which doesn't tell me anything at all about the Denver Broncos. But they did and they beat the Jaguars 23-13, which doesn't tell me anything about the Broncos. In week 1, the Broncos came out and beat the Giants 27-3, tells me nothing about the Broncos. Therefore, they are favored by 1 uh according to the ESPN app on Wednesday night. Remember when we're doing this, fellas. This is Wednesday night. Therefore, I am going to take the Ravens plus one. I say they win this game heads up. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then we're going to go, man, wouldn't it be fun for one of us to choose something with this Buccaneers-Patriots game? Thought about it. There's no way I'm touching this game. Dude, This this there's way too many outside influences on this game when it comes to pettiness and everything else involved with the two main guys on both teams. The coach. In the quarterback. So let's go to, you know what? I think the Chiefs are due. Uh, they're playing the Eagles. They're one and two. This Chiefs team is set to break out. They could very well be three and zero right now uh, if it wasn't for a fumble and and um, uh, another another close game at the end the other week. The Eagles. Um, I'm I'm going with I'm going with Kansas City minus seven in Philly. I'm taking two. Two road teams. So let's see what we're going to do from here. Uh, we've got the Colts and the Dolphins. That's a crappy game. I'm not messing with that. Uh, Browns and Vikings. Oh, that's interesting. Nope, not messing with that game. The Saints and the Giants. Seven and a half. If it was seven, I might take that game. But seven and a half, I don't like it. Uh, Rams and Cardinals. Here we go. This is going to be a good game. I like this. I'm going to take... Four and a half. You know what? I think this is a really close game. Man, that Rams defense is good. Kyler Murray's a young fella. No, I'm saying the Rams come out and win this game by about – I think they, they win it by a touchdown. I'm taking the Rams. Okay. Minus four and a half. Got it. Got our picks in. I'm hoping it's going to – I mean, this is going to get boring if – if you go three and zero and I go zero and three this week and it just going to get ugly, and you, the tides can turn, my friend. Let me tell you, Quickly, in the, in the gambling world, the tides can turn, and they have in the last couple of years. We both, I think, have gotten off to to leads out to leads where you're like, hey, I got a couple of weeks uh, uh-huh. cushion here, yep. and and we both have come back before. So 
um, it'll it'll still be fun. You're yeah, you're right. It'll still be fun unless over the next couple of weeks you just annihilate me and and then that's not going to happen. Six, that's not going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so that's the NFL for the week. So let's go into uh, what we both love talking about, which is baseball. Unfortunately, the Reds are out of it, so I'm not even going to speak on the Reds because I'm so irritated. I am going to speak on the Reds real quick. I'm so Please irritated do. with David Bell. Why in God's name are you starting a bunch of first-time guys? I know that we're we're not math but we were not mathematically out of the playoffs at the time, and the, the 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 Cardinals won 17 straight games or something ridiculous. I get it. You realize you're not going to make the playoffs, but when you just give up, I can't stand that. I hate that. You know something? I uh, I wanted to, to talk to Bobby Nightingale, and we're hoping to get him on next week. Um, but I wanted to ask him about this. You know, you've I've heard over the last few weeks when the Reds were on that bad slide where they lost, I think it was nine straight series, that the effort's not there. They look tired. They look like they're done. They look like they're giving up. I I never really noticed that myself. I people talk people say that stuff all the time. And I maybe I just have I think a that, hard time. No, I think that's a cop out from when a team's not hitting. I think, I think it's it a cop out. Is. I agree with that. And, and, and but I don't know. I I think also there might be times where a team does look lethargic or something like that. And I don't. I just don't see it as as well as some other people. But um, so I I never noticed that. But it did feel like to your point like they were giving up on the season before they were mathematically eliminated. And and it was. Yes, it was uh, the magic number was one for the Cardinals, and but there was less than a week left. I yeah, mean, there was you six never days know. left or whatever. Yeah, so we've gone on nine games skids before. Why can't that? I was, uh, yeah, I w- I had the same frustration that you did with that. Um, I will be, uh, I will be eager to ask Bobby about that for sure. So Absolutely. hopefully we'll have him on next week, um, and we'll be, we'll get to go over kind of review the whole season. And uh, talk a little bit maybe about the playoffs with him and, and see what's going on. But for now, you and I are going to talk about these playoffs, the, the, the teams that are already in. And there are a couple really cool races coming down to the last yeah. few days here. That's going to be fun. This is my favorite time, even when the Reds are out of it, my favorite time of year in baseball because you got playoff games starting now. Uh, uh, you know, tonight you got you got Toronto and, and the Yankees playing really meaningful games. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's very very exciting. So, speaking of that, we uh, we go right into the division races. Um, Atlanta is pretty much wrapped up. That uh, although Philadelphia has been really good, Philadelphia has been good. The looks like uh, what is the let's see, game, they're four and a half games back. Yeah, Magic know. numbers one. It looks like there. So as soon okay. as Atlanta wins or Philly loses, uh, that's that's over there. <clears throat> um, in the West, San Francisco. Well, the Dodgers are two games back of San Francisco. I still can't believe San Francisco is as good as they have been this year. It's insane. It blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. But LA's got a real chance to win that, which would put San Francisco being in front almost all season. And then all of a sudden have to play in a one-game playoff. They have the two best records in the entire league. In the in the in baseball, not just the National League in baseball. Yeah. Both play in the same division. Um so that's that's still I mean the Dodgers could still could still win that 
series. Uh, if not, though, they're comfortably uh, in as a wild card team. In the East, at Tampa Bay is another team that just I I don't know how they are doing it. It's like another, almost like another Oakland maybe, but they have just figured out how to trade away. As soon as they have great players that they're going to have to pay, they get rid of them and bring in other guys who they don't have to pay as well, and they keep winning. He's in a really tough tough division. I mean, it's, you know, Billy Bean's Billy Bean for a reason. Uh, So, yeah, so... We talked about New, uh, the Yankees are still playing uh, important games for the wild card. Um, so they, Boston, and I mean, and card. Seattle. Seattle is one game out. Toronto is one game out of the wild card. Yes. Um, Oakland, like you said, is four games out. Their magic number is one, so that's going to be tough for them. And they have to jump two got two teams. So Boston right now, and the Yankees are only one game up on the on Boston. I mean, it, anything can happen. You have the Yankees as the number one wild card. Um, you have Boston as the number two. Seattle's a game back. By the way, Boston's a game back of New York. Seattle's a game back. Toronto's a game back. It's it's going to be a fun little race to the end of this thing. To see. the American League is going to be a fun race to the end. Of those four teams, Yankees, Red Sox, Mariners, and Blue Jays, who are the two teams that you would most like to see in? Well, I'm I'm a huge Red. I love the Red Sox, so obviously I want the Red Sox in it. Um, so I should have said between the three other teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who do you want to be the other? No, team? I don't. Um, I don't know, man. If you can get Vlad, if you can find a way to get Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in into the playoffs. That's something baseball needs. Baseball needs Tatis Jr. They need Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They need these young stars to be in the playoffs. And I, so I'm going to go with Boston and Toronto. I mean, I yeah, I'm going to go with Boston and Toronto. I, I, I feel bad for Seattle because I don't know much about them, but I, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's who I'm going with. Yeah. Um, and that's who I would too. Uh, National League. National League wild card, we kind of said the Dodgers have, have pretty much wrapped it up. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's wrapped up. Dodgers and Cardinals are the wild card teams in the National League. Um, and those divisions, finishing up the division races, yeah, the White Sox ran away easily with the Central and Houston. Houston's had a really good year, too. Um, Seattle's four and a half games back. Magic number's one in the American League West. So, I'll tell you, I, the American League West is another really good – is a really good be, – because Seattle was so much better than I think most people thought, and Oakland's, of course, stuck around like they usually do, and Houston was is back to how they were a couple years ago. Sure. Um, so that's a good I, – I, I don't know, man. That's It'll be interesting to see the matchups, how they all end up. That's going to be fun to look at, and I love to see those pitching matchups because you got the absolute best guys going – Pretty much every day in the playoffs, you're you're not you're not dipping into the fourth and fifth starters very often in the playoffs uh, on teams. So you have great pitching mostly uh, every day, and it's just so fun. I mean, it's just so fun to see the to see see the matchups, and when everybody's playing and stuff, it's just gonna be. Uh, I don't know. I just get excited. I don't. I'm running out of words, but I I just I'm with get you. excited. No, I understand it. I'm with you, bud. I'm with you. We're all excited. 
All right. So I don't know. I, I mean, there's not. I guess there's not a lot to talk about until we find out who the matchups are actually going to be for sure. Um, so we can, I, you know, I think we can pretty much, pretty much wrap that part up. Unless there's anything you want to any any teams. Of course, the the St. Louis Cardinals are probably the hottest team in baseball. Probably they've won 17 straight games. <laughs> they are the hottest team in baseball. Um, so that's going to be interesting, man, to see if that continues, if they carry that in there, and what changed. I mean, what was that? They turned some corner somewhere. I am interested in that. That's something I like to talk to Bobby. He probably pays attention more to the rest of the league than we do as Reds fans, but that is something I'm interested in. I've got a few Cardinal fan buddies out there. I may I may run by them as well. Like, what's going on? How does this happen? What 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 flipped? What script flipped on this team? Because that, I mean, I got a buddy who basically flat out was like, "Man, we suck. This Cardinals team's terrible. These guys are horrible. I don't even whatever. You can sweep us this. I don't even care any this year." And now they're seventeen straight wins and and locked up a wild card spot. Just and incredible. by the way, and by the way. Um, have let's see. They are. Oh no, they are eliminated. They cannot get. They cannot catch Milwaukee. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're having some FaceTime, some FaceTube uh, video right. uh, issues. So this may not be up on Tube Face. So you got to get this thing on all the other fun platforms that we do. We got um, it. everything on. We got it covered. We got it covered. Uh, Facebook is is. Uh, for politics anyway we're gonna have to if we're gonna keep going on facebook we're gonna have to make this a a podcast about politics which we've been talking about for a long time we definitely want to do that you know we're both really big on politics and i feel like it comes out every time we uh come on this podcast and talk about it and speaking of that you know i think we it's important that we get into uh why this vaccine is not a good idea for anybody i'm just kidding I think it's a good idea to see who. So who's going to win? Who's going to win? Isn't there an election coming up in November? Don't we get to? Don't we get to pick between like? Is it? Uh, it's Bush and Clinton or something like that. I think it. Yep. I think it's Bush and Clinton. Uh, Clinton's going for his second term here, um, and uh, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be really. Uh, I like that Al Gore guy. I heard <laughs> he invented the internet. Al Gore did invent the internet. He said. <laughs> he said so. Um, All right, that's way too much. I like I like John Kerry. Oh, John um, Kerry. Who's John Kerry? John John Kerry ran against. Is that Jim's brother? <laughs> no, different spelling. But uh, I bet they look alike, though. They don't really. No. John Kerry had a a noticeably like long face. Eh, Jim Carrey's got a. <laughs> A little bit of a long face. He can twist his face into anything he wants. Jim Carrey can, can make his face move. He's got muscles in his face that no one else has. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No one else has. Okay, Adam, it's time. It's time for... One thing. Oh, sorry. One thing that I almost forgot. Oh, yeah, we got to say, who? We, who did, how did we pick these things this year? And I guess we could always do this next week, too, once we find out. But we're, we pretty much Let's hear know. it. So... Let's see. The National League wild cards, I had San Diego and the New York Mets. Eh, and eh. Um, <laughs> you had Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Neither one of those teams are in the wild card, but Tampa Bay is one of the best teams in baseball, so they didn't have to worry about the wild yeah. card. Um, so you were much closer than me on that. Um, we had – I had San Diego. Uh-oh. What? I had 
Who, what does it say? I just want to know what it says. What did oh, you write I down? I don't think we picked. Okay. Okay, I got you. We didn't pick. I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at my chart wrong. So, in the National League, I had San Diego and the Mets. You had San Diego and the Braves. Um, well, the Braves are still in it. The Braves were close. Yeah. Oh, no. They, they're not. They're, they're that's leading right. the East. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're leading the East. Um, so, yeah, that was another one. That's, okay. So, I so I'm sorry. I had Minnesota and Tampa Bay as the American League wild cards. Wrong about way wrong about Minnesota. <laughs> um, you had Oakland and Chicago, and both were good. I, uh, Oakland, I think, is just now eliminated, maybe or maybe not even quite. Um, I believe it said they still were one game one from game elimination. Up, yeah, and the White Sox are easily won the uh, yeah American League Central. So. National League champs. The worst division in all of baseball. National League champs. Um, that's what we had. I don't. We didn't pick the all the division winners. We just have. We both have. We the just Dodgers. took the, who was going to play in the National League. Uh, National League ALCS and NLCS, and then who would win the World Series? I think right. We just picked the champions of each league. We really. Bo- we, we both picked the Dodgers, and uh, okay. I had the Yankees in the American League, and you had the Blue Jays in the American. In the American League, yes, we still got a chance We're at this, alive. and we both we both picked. I know you hate that. We both picked the Dodgers to win the whole thing. So yeah, that is what it's it not is. Gonna matter. All right, I'm replacing it. I'm going. Hey, I'm taking a wild card team to win it all. Toronto is going to jump up into that wild card, and we are taking this thing. I'll tell you, that I'm would getting be a, a Vlad Junior jersey if that Vlad happens. Vlad Junior, Kevin Biggio, they got a bunch of young guys that are that are exciting. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that that was uh, that was fun. I was way i mean the mets and the uh, the mets ended up not too bad and san diego was they're a game or two under 500 so not in minnesota's terrible let's go to some more baseball but something that we could speak easily on for hours this has been one of the shortest podcasts so far for the front half might change now this could easily change ladies and gentlemen we're about to do the mount rushmore of 1990 World Series champion, Cincinnati Reds, non-starters or pitchers. That's right. Uh, Which means no Barry Larkin, no Eric Davis, no Chris Sabo, the obvious guys. No Mariano Duncan. No Billy Hatcher. No Billy Hatcher. No Paul O'Neill. Right. No Joe Oliver. Right. No Todd Benzinger, which was a late... A late move on our part. Uh, last week we talked about this, and we're both like, "No, how Morris." They both started at quite a few games, but um, we said no Todd Benzinger because we we both thought that Hal Morris started more games than right. We thought you could pick Ta- Todd Benzinger last week, right. but this week we realized Todd Benzinger started at first more than Hal Morris did. Therefore, okay. Todd Benzinger has become the starting first baseman for the nineteen ninety. World Series champion Cincinnati Reds, which is very exciting because I love Tal Morris. I love Tal Morris too. I love anybody that can walk in the batter's box and still get a hit. You can move both feet and still get a hit. My son does that right now. Like when he's up to bat, I'll show you a video. He takes both feet and they're like bouncing back and forth. And as the pitch comes, he does it one more time and then swings. <laughs> it's what's hilarious. your what's your uh, coaching tip on that? Is he you you allowing that? Or are you trying to get him to? To plant a little more? Right or? now, as long as he's making contact, I'm not switching anything. He hasn't struck out very much in fall ball. So 
which is a big change from last year. So we're going to keep that rolling. I'm going to let old boy do what he wants to do. There you go. Good call, Coach. Um, yeah, very unorthodox batting stance and, and from Hal Morris. Uh, but it was kind of fun to watch. He, You know who he reminded me of with his batting stance? I just just thought of this for the first time in my life. Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski. He just looked like <laughs> Soda Popinski for some reason. Wow. That's I, I'm gonna tell you, I was thinking uh yesterday I watched I watched Wire to Wire to get ready for this yesterday. It's a great and choice. I'm kinda surprised how Morris wasn't in our ugliest major league baseball players of all time. How Morris, really? <laughs> like that dude is ugly as sin. That dude is ugly. Really? He's got a terrible mustache. How did more? he have a mustache that year? I thought he did. I'm pretty sure he had a little, huh. a little goofball, you know, a little 1980s porn stash. <laughs> I thought he was. I think. I think my aunt, uh, like loved. Well, he loved him and Paul O'Neill. Oh, Paul O'Neill was the one. Paul O'Neill yeah. was a lady killer. Yeah, I feel like Hal Morris was a better looking guy than Paul O'Neill. Dude. Oh. Do I need to bring up pictures? Am I wrong? I'm gonna start looking at it while I pull it up. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you start off. Okay, your picks. So, so here's what I did. I wrote down a list. Did not pick them so that I could try to do this on. I mean, I have a list to choose from. I like it. I like it. I'm trying to do this on the spot because, to be honest with you, I want to put about seven guys on this thing. Well, maybe I was wrong. I mean, that's not a bad-looking guy. It's a pretty good-looking guy, I guess. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't know it's what it was. Bad. Maybe it was the 1990 year that just <laughs> had me. Like, what is wrong with you, man? Yeah. Uh, how Morris could hit. That it, guy could hit. You know, it's a it's funny because I like I think of how Morris, and I think a lot of like a uh, – I mean, uh, this is going to be crazy because Will Clark was phenomenal and was one of the – was one of the best first basements of his um, era. But how Morris was, was just go up there. It wasn't like he was a corner out infielder that just hit bombs all the time. You know, they just walked out there and hit like how uh, uh, Will Clark just walked out and hit. You just hit 360 every year. You yeah. know, he just walked out and hit 340, 350, 360. You know, that's just what he did. And did that weird frown thing. Yeah. He was never yeah. happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. How Morris was just fun to watch, um, and which I think is why he's stuck in my mind as the guy who was who played more. Um, but anyway, I mean, he hit 340 that year. I think I've got wow. And so, um, uh, he only played like 107 games. Um, but I, it was so he. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna put him on yet. Okay. Okay. Gonna, you're, so you're not. You just want to talk this out first. I need to talk this out. Okay. Let's talk it out. I'll tell you who I'm going to put on is Randy Myers. Randy Myers. Everybody loves Randy Myers. He was the the uh, de facto closer. Um, you know, he saved 31 games. Dibble had 11. Uh, they were pretty much the eighth nine eight nine inning guys. You know, Dibble would throw a lot of two innings. Get a couple times where he'd go an inning and a third, two innings. But Myers, for the most part. I mean, let's see here. He played in 66 games and threw 86 innings, so he had a lot of two innings too. But um, yes, you're 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 right. Randy Myers was a was a craziest human being in the entire world. Still is the craziest human being in the entire world, and uh, at the same time was probably the the best pitcher of the Nasty Boys. Yes, yeah, I agree with that, and and I think most people remember Rob Dibble more than anybody else because he was also insane. Um, he was just 
He was just on uh, fire. A loose cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of stories we could go over about Rob Dibble throwing the ball at the guy. Oh, yeah. Point blank range, basically, yeah. throwing yep. at his feet or whatever. Yeah. Because he bunted on him or something. Threw a ball up into the stands one time and hit a teacher. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then uh, our boy, uh, uh, Cy Young winner from last year, now yeah, not Trevor playing. Bauer. Trevor Bauer pulled the same, did thing. the same thing. That's right. He threw it into the ba- the backs the black uh, batter's eye in center uh-huh. field. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. still it got got a tongue lashing from Terry Francona. Yes, he did. Um, okay, so I'm putting Randy Myers definitely on there. Um, it, one of my favorite moments in Wire to Wire is when they're doing the interview, he and Rob Dibble together. And, oh, during spring training? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he says, you know, if we win 35 straight games, we got a really good <laughs> yeah. chance of coming out and winning this thing. It's one of my favorite winning parts of that. <laughs> and <laughs> Dibble just laughs and goes, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we win our first 30, 35 games in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the record for most wins in a row at any point in any season is 20, right? Yeah, <laughs> 20, it might be 21 or 22 insane. now, yeah. That's right. Um, which the Cardinals, I guess, are about to break that maybe. I, I don't think the world, I don't think playoff games will count, so that will carry. If they can continue to win games, well, they'll have it broke by the they end of the year. It's it's a game you gotta. No, not for no no because once you get in, like none of your none of your playoff stats count towards your regular season stats. Yeah, but they're winning games in a row, especially in the same season. It's not in the season though; it's in the playoffs. I know, but it's this. It's season. not the same season. It's not in the season. You're winning games in the playoffs. If they win, if they break playoffs. the record, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, Mora. Um, the if they break the record and they don't allow it will that, be before the playoffs I'm, anyway. I'm going to write a letter to. They would break it before the playoffs, right? They've still got five or six games yeah, left. That's true. Okay. Randy Myers, I'm putting Norm Charlton on there. I'm putting Norm You're Charlton going, on there. Because are you going to put the entire Nasty Boys no, on there? So Rob no, Rob Dibble. No, Rob Dibble. Holy cow, this is going to be so great! I thought we were going to have the exact same Mount Rushmore, and I'm already excited because we've got. You are not putting. You're going to put two of the Nasty Boys on. I love Norm Charlton. I loved him. I used to make my little sister when she was first born try to say Norm Charlton all the time. <laughs> she couldn't do it. That when I was like eight years old, I used to always just be like, say Norm Charlton. Say Norm Charlton. She'd be like, no, 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 no. Can't you say it now? No. You can't say it now. 31 years old, can't say it. It's a tough name. Um, Norm Charlton, because he was, I think, uh, I mean, one of the most underappreciated guys on that team, I think. He was he played in he appeared in like fifty six games, I think it was. Might even have that written down. Yeah, fifty six games and started sixteen. So he mostly came out of the bullpen, obviously part of that nasty boys yeah, team. He started um, sixteen games, like you said. And and between bouncing back first of all, bouncing back and forth between starting and going to the bullpen. In the in the same season is not easy for guys. No, and he did so, and over that in, over the course of that entire year, fifty six appearances, had a two seventy four ERA. He had a sub three ERA. Do you know what between, Rob Dibble's ERA was? It was like one one seventy four. It was a full run less than him. Yeah. Not on the Mount Rushmore. Get out of town, Jack. But but Rob Dibble came out and threw two hundred miles an hour to three guys. <laughs> 
That's not true at all. That is not true. Don't you start that. We I just talked about two, that before. I know the two innings. He threw in 60, threw in more games than any of them, first off. He threw in 68 games in 98 innings. So he threw two more innings than Myers and almost 12 full innings more than him. It was impressive. And, and it was. So he, he was, did not come out and throw three straight was, pitches. <laughs> My man came out and had to throw an inning and a half, two innings, and locked it down. He did, you know, he, I feel like he was the first Aroldis Chapman because he threw so hard and, and I remember just being blown yeah, away that he could throw a hundred miles an hour. He, th- he threw 98 consistently. And, and back then that was there were not nearly as many guys that could do that. Um, so it was always really exciting to see him to see him pitch because of that, and he he had he cut his sleeve to get a little more mobility and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you and got biceps to, like that, dude. You got cut them little things. But then he had to a couple a couple times. I think they made him change it because mm-hmm. it was against the uniform policy or whatever. Um, I didn't know that. Every time I I didn't I didn't know that. But you know the best part about probably uh, the 1990 World Series team and Rob Dibble had to be the fact that Rob Dibble was such a crazy person that he got in an all-out brawl with his manager, <laughs> who was another crazy person in Lou Piniella. Lou Piniella might be the craziest. He's like the Earl Weaver of the 90s. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Uh, uh, some really good famous, if you've never seen them for some reason, look them up. Some famous uh arguments with umpires where he's throwing bases and he's kicking dirt kicking dirt like crazy oh man he was fun i feel like i feel like lou Pinella is who paul witt is doing when he does his famous throw the hat backwards oh 100 oh yeah i feel yeah, like, yeah, i feel yeah, like yeah. that's gotta be uh who paul is is doing so as a matter of fact, if we're talking non-starters, I'm putting Lou Pinella on this thing. <laughs> no, I won't do that. I won't do no that. No Pinella. But I'm putting Randy Myers and Norm Charlton on there, um, and I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put Glenn Braggs. I think we might have this one in common. I'm putting Glenn Braggs on there because mostly because of the the tales that you can tell of Glenn Braggs breaking a bat on his back on his back. Check Not, swing, breaking a bat on a check swing. Yes. And Where he doesn't are, hit the ball, by the way. He right. does not hit the ball. <laughs> right. And and over his back doesn't mean he tried to, like, break the break the bat because he was like Bo Jackson did over his knee or something like that. He just took a regular swing. And it broke when it hit his rock-solid back. <laughs> because it's made of steel. And his forearms are made of steel. So when he told the bat to stop, the bat either stopped or it broke. And one day he check swung and the bat broke while the rest of it stayed in his hand. Unbelievable strength from that guy. Um, it was. It, I think there's a, a locker room scene in Wire to Wire where he's walking around with his shirt off, and I was always like, "Holy, Holy smokes! Look at that guy!" <laughs> but yeah, he was. Uh, he was fun to watch just for that reason. He was just a, a specimen. He was a monster. He also made uh, a big, an important. Uh, like I think game, game saving three, play game three of the in the, uh, NLCS. In the NLCS in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, took a, he, he I think took a home, home run, run away from Carmelo Martinez. Yeah, um, and may have even thrown somebody out at third. Maybe I know I know Eric Davis did that in that series, but I th- I feel like Glenn Braggs might have done that too. You know what the crazy part about Glenn Braggs is? You think about home runs and that dude just hitting monster missiles. There's a there's a there's a, a point in the wire to wire where he hits a home run. And it's a line drive that's still going up when it goes when it hits <laughs> when it the when it when it hits the 
that underneath part in, in uh, Old Riverfront Stadium, you know, there was that big drop-off. It hit that, and it was still going up. And I was like, oh, my God, he killed that ball. <laughs> Glenn Bragg's only hit six home runs that year. Well, he wasn't an everyday player. He I mean, he was not an everyday player. That is very true. He he did play in he played in a lot of games, but he was a big defensive substitution in the outfield. He played seventy two games um for the season, which is is not bad. And his six home runs traveled a total of three and a half miles. Three and a half miles is probably I right. I saw that. Yes, three and a half miles is probably correct. <laughs> So that's three of them for me, and the fourth is really hard because I want to put so many guys. On I know you want to put Luis Quinones on I there because you love to. Luis Quinones. You've got for his who, name alone, Herm Winningham, who was one of my favorite. I think I just loved him because his name was Herm. Here's what I loved about looking this stuff up about Herm Winningham. All right, I knew he was a speed guy. He was a great bunter. Yeah. Um, f- he only hit. He only had 160 at bats on the year. Five triples. Five triples. Five triples in 160 at-bats. 84 games he played in. In case you were wondering. Yes. And and when I think of Herm Winningham, I think of – I don't know if you remember. It was either that year or the next year. They put out another home video, the Reds did, called Best in the Business. Yes. It was like an instructional video. I think Barry Larkin did most of like the – you know, most of the work talking on, and yeah. stuff, yeah. but Herm Winningham was on there to talk about bunting. I think Sam Perlazzo was talking about infield uh, defense and stuff like that. And somebody else, I forget who all was on it, but I, we watched that one a million times too. We had it on VHS, but um, I think of Herm Winningham on that one, eight doubles, five triples, three bombs and 17 ribs. He stole six bases. Guess how many times he was caught stealing. I go zero. Four. Four. Oh, boy, couldn't steal. He's fast as lightning, but he just couldn't steal. All right. It's all about the jump. It's all about about the jump. jump. That's exactly right. Um, Okay. Yep, you're right. You're right on both of those guys. I want to put those guys on. I really want to put you Ron know what? Oster. Ron Oster's I'm, another one. You gotta love Ron Oster shaving the head after eight straight losses, trying to get eight different guys to do it. They would. Dibble was supposed to do it, but he got a little feedback from the house saying, <laughs> "No, keep the mullet, boy. Don't you shave that head." Davis uh, shaved it for him. Ed right. Ed took it down because Ed didn't care. He didn't, I mean, he basically shaved his head anyway. That was the <laughs> tightest fade in the history of tight fades for Eric Davis. <laughs> yep. Um, he just had a five o'clock shadow on top of his head. I mean, no attachment on that clipper. Nobody. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, I really want to put Al Morris since he's eligible. Al Morris. So you got Hal Morris, Jeff Reed, Herm Winningham, Ron Oster, Luis Quinones. Ken Griffey was on this team until August 24th before he was released. Um, and that's and then I mean you've got like a Billy Bates, but then you've got Tom Browning who was probably the best pitcher on that team that year during the season uh, and who threw a gem of a game in the World Series. And Jack Armstrong, who was phenomenal for half of that season, uh, a little more than half the season, really. I mean, he was an all-star, young guy, rookie. Jose Rijo, you've got, uh, let's see, Danny Jackson. Eh, I wouldn't put Danny Jackson on there. Scott Scudder, just because I love his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Robinson, I don't even know why he's on this list. He got traded. Um, yeah, Tim Leona. I mean, come on, Tim Leona, right? You got a few saves out there. Yeah. Anyway. What are you gonna do? I'm going with a novelty. I I I'm 
irrationally in love. I knew it was going to happen. Irrationally in love it. with speed guys. I'm no. going with Billy Bates. He played it. in like he appeared in like eight games all year, but he <laughs> scored the game-winning run in game two of the World Series. Only scored two runs all year, hit zero hits on the year. Scored two runs. One of them won a game as a pinch runner. Billy Bates. Billy, this this cracks me up. Billy Bates played in eight games. He started in one. That one game he started was at second base. Um, his war was a minus 0.2. <laughs> Billy Bates, real quick, let me run down his stat line for you. Uh, let's see here. So Billy Bates is right here. So we've got a, where's his batting average? A batting average of zero because he did not have a hit in the regular season. His batting average was zero for his career uh no for the reds in 1990 he had two stolen bases got caught once he had scored two runs in the regular season uh one which is not in the world series is not included in this oh okay this is like i said before yeah so there you go uh seven total at bats eight played appearances he walked once this dude but how many hits did i say he had oh that's right zero Zero. so i can't really talk about home runs or rbis because he had none. But that's all right. He didn't he have was, an RBI walk or anything? You know what he did, though? He raced a cheetah. Raced a cheetah, and that's why he makes my Mount Rushmore. So I timed it. So he got a five-second head start on the cheetah. He he finished three seconds ahead of the cheetah. He could have only had a two-second head start and beat that Tied. cheetah. Now, if you watch the cheetah, that cheetah comes out of the gate. They open that thing up, and three steps in, stumbles. Makes you wonder. Oh. Makes you wonder what would have happened if the cheetah got a really good start off the line. You know what I mean? Stumbled because he he sprained an ankle on that, and I don't know if you know. It this looked about, like he was limping in to the it's, finish. It's similar to to horses. That cheetah sprained his ankle. It's Shot no good right to anybody. There. Shot right in the brain. I mean, it's only there for speed. What else are you going to use it for? I mean, it's you, nobody wants to walk. Nobody yeah, wants put to a house look cat. Make him a house cat. Nobody wants to look at a cheetah at the zoo with a sprained ankle. Can you declaw a cheetah? I, I, gosh, I wouldn't think so. Probably can't defang them either, can you? I mean, you know what? You can because let me tell you why. My pediatric dentist, uh, growing up, had pictures because he did some oral surgery on a live full-size tiger. Why? Uh, I guess he was asked to do it. I don't know. Wow. Um. So yes, that he, scares he, me to death. Yeah. It was uh, obviously they have to sedate it. They have to put it to sleep. Or oh, whatever. okay. So it wasn't alive while he was drilling no. into his mouth. No. Okay. Um, no, that, <laughs> I guess that would be impossible. <laughs> I would think. <laughs> I mean, you can start. You're probably yeah, not you gonna finish. Start. <laughs> That's it. You have to stop taking pictures as the che- as the tiger is tearing you to shreds. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he had pictures all over. So yeah, I guess you could declaw and defang uh, or detooth a cheetah as well if you did it that way um so anyway that's not none of that's true the cheetah was just fine um but it yeah it did it had to chase some kind of like mechanical mouse or something i forget what they yeah had. it was some kind of mouse some kind of leader or something um anyway that was fun gosh if you're a reds fan and you've never seen wire to wire just do yourself a favor and look it up on youtube um, Please watch it. It's so good. So the war on that team, Jose Rio had the highest war, 5.8. Then Barry Larkin, 5.7. Chris Sabo, 4.2. Rob Dibble, 3.9. Norm Charlton, 3.8. Tom Browning, 3.7. 
Davis 3.3 and Myers 3.0. Everybody else was under three, so they don't matter. Billy Hatcher, you know, I loved Billy Hatcher. Me too. Loved him. I didn't realize how him and Davis flip-flopped left and center so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just figured, I, did, I had no idea, but Eric Davis played started 56 games in left field and 66 in center. Hatcher started 76 in left field and 69 in center. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. I can't remember if it was that that play in the NLCS or I, I think it was then. It might have been during the season sometime. But Eric Davis threw out I, – I think it was Andy Van Slyke at third base in the NLCS because he was backing up Hatcher on a play in center field. Hatcher runs Came back, over from yep. left. And he makes it very clear, you know, I was just doing my job. I was just backing <laughs> up a guy like I was supposed to do and just got the ball to the right place at the right time. Let's go back and look at the video of every ball hit the center <laughs> field when Eric was playing left and see if he backed see it up every how time. how often he got over there. <laughs> There's no bigger fan of Eric Davis than I am, but I, I, I'm I'm guessing he didn't back up every time like he was. I don't know, to. man. Et was not a hot dog. I mean, he was a hot dog with the slap in the leg and stuff, but he hustled his arse off all the time. He did. So I believe that he was good at backing people up. Yeah. All right. So you're. So let's run it down. Who you got? You got. I thought for sure you were going to put Luis Quinones on there. I I was going to. Um, Put Billy Bates on there. <laughs> Billy Bates, because I love a guy with some speed like that. Oh, my gosh. Glenn Braggs, Billy Bates. I mean, Glenn Braggs is on there for the same reason. It's it's a novelty thing. I, his his uh, he looks he's like on a mountain. Mine. He's he, on mine. So he, he should like be a on a – he'd be the easiest one to chisel out of stone. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has to be on the Mount Rushmore for that reason. Uh, Glenn Braggs, Billy Bates, Randy Myers, and Norm Charlton. All right, so – We've only got one person the same. Wow. Now can now that I say that, can you guess my Mount Rushmore? The one person was Glenn Braggs. The one person was Glenn Braggs. So then I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jose Rijo. Jose Rijo. I am going to say I mean I made a pretty big deal about Dibble. it. Dibble. Yeah, Dibble. And then I'm gonna say Tom Browning. No, I love Tom Browning. Luis Quinones. No, I did Hal Morris. Hal Morris. Okay. I got a sign ball from Hal Morris, so I'm nice. a little partial to Hal Morris, yeah. I was a first baseman back in the day, and our our coach of our baseball team was the batting practice pitcher for the Reds for years. Wow! So he would uh, he would get a bunch of balls signed, and then you like reached in a bag and grabbed out a ball that got signed. I think I got Reggie Sanders one year, but one year I specifically asked for Hal Morris. And I reached in the bag and pulled out Hal Morris. Wow. That's pretty pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Shout out to Tim Berman, Coach Berman. Oh, okay. I remember Tim Berman. He played baseball at UC and would just sit there, and he was a lefty and would just throw curveballs for three and a half hours. That guy's arm was a – you want to talk about Bronson Arroyo having a rag arm? This dude could throw batting practice for hours and hours and hours. Very nice. Very nice. Could he play guitar, though? No. Well. No, but I'm going to go see uh, Bronson Arroyo tomorrow night at that pit. That's why. That's why. Yeah, I'm going to go. I probably will not be there for Bronson Arroyo. I'm going to try to grab some dinner. (laughs) Making a big mistake and trying to go to Price El Chili beforehand. Ooh. Yeah. How how big of a mistake do you think that is? It's going to be busy. Um, Yeah. It's going to be busy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, though. It's always a good choice. Yep. Always a good choice, Price Little Chili. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
Yours, uh, yeah. I mean, yours. I would put all of those guys. I, I mean, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to put the obvious guy. Jose Rijo is my favorite pitcher on that team besides yeah. Randy Myers. Well, but it's it's not. It's, forget about obvious. It's your guy. This is your Mount Rushmore. Jose Rijo, Glenn Braggs, Hal Morris, Rob Dibble. Boom. Non-starters that are pitchers. Yeah. And the only one that I have that's even a starting pitcher is Jose Rijo. I could easily take Rijo off and put probably put Norm Charlton on there. Because I loved love, Norm Charlton. Love Norm Charlton. Isn't it weird? Randy Myers was probably the best pitcher on that. Although Dibble had a better year, Randy Myers might have been the best all-around pitcher on that team. Not all on the team, but out of the Nasty Boys. And I think he closed more games because he was more reliable. Maybe I don't. I mean, how can you say that? Dibble pitched in more games, had a better ERA, pitched I think in was, more innings. I think he was more wild, though. I think that's why. Yeah, he also had been in the league for a while. He was making a whole lot more money than these guys. So. You know, you know how those things go. I mean, you got so. Let's see here. Dibs was making, Dibs was making two hundo. Charlton was making one hundred seventy-five G's a year, and then your boy, um, your boy Randy Myers was making eight seventy-five. Those are laughable numbers now. <laughs> well, yeah, they're. Laugh- I mean, the league minimum then was a hundred thousand dollars. The league minimum was a hundred thousand dollars a year. And what did Joey Votto make this year? Twenty something. Twenty six. 26 million the the highest paid player in 1990 was tom browning at like 2.1 million or something it was like two that. point uh two i looked this something. up 2.125 and and davis was 2.1 mil yeah unbelievable your highest paid player on a championship team 2.1 million it's insane but it was also 1990 bob so that's right yeah that's right. I was like, was there was like no TikTok. There was no years ago. chat snap. There was no, I don't know why that matters, but there was none. No. So that brings us to our next segment, which we love to finish up all the time with is the comedy segment, except for neither of us watched it. So, well, that's because I ruined it. I, I think this is the second or third time I've done this. <laughs> I did it once. I did it once. <laughs> so I, and I, it's the weirdest. I swear I checked this before I, when I originally wrote it down, <laughs> I swear I checked to see if this was free. Either it was then and isn't now, or I was wrong and I didn't check, which is probably the case. But we, we try to do, because we want you guys, if you're listening or watching, we want you guys to be able to watch these things too and enjoy them with us or not enjoy them with us. Um, but check these things out as well. So, um, but we don't want to make people have to pay extra money. We're already paying for Amazon Prime. We're not going to throw another five or six or eight. Yeah, bucks it's or ridiculous. Yeah, we're not going to do that. So anyway, uh, if you anyway, watched it, sorry. Yeah, I mean, good for you. I, and let us know if you liked it. Either way, um, but that was. Uh, where did I? Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, here I can I tell you who it was. His Sam, name was uh, Waiting for Death. Sam Talent. Right. Um. So never mind on that. <laughs> um, I wrote down uh, a few options here for next week. All right. All right. Because I'm gonna do this, and I'm also gonna pick the Mount Rushmore for next week. Um. Oh man, we're this put us back in the back in the rhythm of picking both every week. Oh. No, here's the thing. No, I'm totally good with it. Let's do it. No, let's do it. I'm, I'm I, in. I messed this up. I'll do both of these this week, and then I'll just do whichever one. I'll just do one of them next week, and you. Do we'll figure it one. out. All right, we'll All figure right. it out. Okay. Uh, so for next week, comedy. You prefer to do people who we don't. Know. I don't. I have no prefer preferation. Pref, 
perform performance. I have no, have no performance. Uh, pre pre uh, pre fed pre. I have no of that. Pre Fontaine. I, I have no Steve Pre Fontaine. You have no Steve. Pre- Steve I I actually broke one of Steve Pre Fontaine's records. I believe it. Um, oh, was it uh, chicken wing eating contest? It was beer drinking contest. Beer drinking contest. <laughs> Okay. He was a big beer drinker. Did you know that? Was he? Oh, Steve was a... Oh, man, dude was drinking. He was drunk all the time. Really? Oh, my God, all the time. For a guy the one in the best shape of anybody in the world, maybe? I mean, dude, <laughs> just... he was. Some people were just naturally gifted and just go I, out and run. Another all-time great athlete who could drink anybody under the table, including Steve Perfontaine? So, who's that? Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. So here's the deal. So there are people in this world that can push their bodies further than anyone else, right? Like like when the first person was a sub-four mile, right? The first sub-four-minute mile. Everybody, went, oh, my God, sub-four. And now, like, everybody runs a sub-four mile. It's like nothing, right? Now it's like, oh, my God, sub-three. Can we get a sub-three mile? And the truth is, yeah, your body can do it. The problem is your body is telling your brain you're going to die if you keep going like this Mm -hmm. and you slow down there are some people that they're able to (laughs) overturn that when they're in some form of race or competition and it's unbelievable to watch people like that that's reminds me of guys like jordan steve prefontaine uh kobe guys like special 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 talents like that are always fun for me. Or there's a ton of sprinters that are like that, right? You you see these guys that they, they always break the world records when they're in the in the Olympics because everyone is just that's it. I mean, that's all you that's what you run for. That's it. So you don't leave anything on the table and you go out. It's insane watching records being broke every single year and then going back and looking at like Carl Lewis breaking records and like dude they got you by like eight seconds bro you're you ain't nothing (laughs) but it's just the way it is right until you see someone do it you don't your brain your body can't work towards it it's Mm -hmm. all part of all part of evolution mind over matter you uh, some some people like you said just have a stronger mental will or something yeah and they can they can overcome the physical stuff some really great movies on steve prefontaine by the way I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. If there's a good documentary on Steve Prefontaine, I'm the, totally. There's in. There's a good one called Pre. It's just called Pre. I uh, think. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You're there's right. two. I've there's two that. of them. They both have uh, two different stories about how he sliced his foot open and then still beat his buddy in a in a big track and field meet. But he sliced his foot open. One was Beer he bottle. was drunk. Yeah. One of them was something like that. And uh, there's a couple of different stories out there. But they do both. Both the documentaries do two different stories on it. <laughs> one was just a movie because he went to he went to Oregon and he was mm-hmm. part of that whole Nike thing. And uh, he had the very it was Steve Prefontaine wore the very first pair of Nikes. It was a track shoe, and the guy gave it to him. And he picked it up and he looked at it and he ripped the check off and said that ah, takes away too much wind resistance, and then took off running or whatever. But uh, yeah, he wore the very first pair of Nikes. Wow! And there you go. So Michael Jordan's shoe success can be totally thank, contributed to Steve, to Prefontaine. Steve Prefontaine's Oregon track coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, he's the one that he's the one that invented the whole thing. Michael, uh, thank you for watching. Of course, as always. Yeah. Uh, so now you know who you can thank. All of your success for. Pretty sure he knows Steve Prefontaine. Or, well, knew of. Knows, well, Steve died a long time ago. So, <laughs> yeah. Alcoholism? I don't know what, I can't, now I can't remember how he died. It was something crazy because he was only like 
28 years old or something, or maybe yeah, 27. So. You know, I have that 27 number, so. Mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, so and yeah, nobody else. Jim Morrison or something, I yeah. think, was one of those guys. Yep. Yeah, there's yep. a few of them. There's a, there used to be a big poster, a bunch of 27-year-olds. Wasn't Marilyn Monroe 27? Maybe. Was she? Ah, oh, that's young. I know. Gosh, that's so young. Um. Okay. Where were we at? We're picking. To, oh, we're, okay. That's right. Okay. You got to go Mount Rushmore, and you need to pick a uh, comedy. comedy special. I, I've got the Mount Rushmore. Um, the comedy I wrote down four as I was looking around. This is all. These are all on Amazon Prime. I was just looking through that this time and, and making sure these are all free this time. Um, there are a couple older ones and a couple newer ones that I wrote down. Okay. Um, I'm trying to decide. Two of them, three of them, I know. One I don't know. Um, let's go with. Let's go with. Yeah, we're going with the oldest one. I love it. Let's go. How old is this? First this is off, 2016. Mm. But this is the last comedy special that this particular person has done. I, he's done a bunch of different. Sh- he's done you know stand up comedy, but he's done he's done a bunch of different shows. Um, He's been in a lot of stuff in comedy, and I, I he does a podcast that was around for a long time, and then took like five or six years off, and just now came back again, and it's a tremendous podcast. Love this guy; I think he's super funny. He's one of those like smart comedians. He's like he's he's a master of the English language, and he's just you can tell he's a really smart guy. Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian Black called Noted Expert from 2016 on Amazon Prime. Let's check that out. I'm sure I probably watched this, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. So, and I just know that I like him. So, yeah. I'm good with this. Let's do it. Michael Ian Black, Noted noted Expert. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Trying to start it right off the bat. You can watch it right now if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all watch it together. Um, All right. We are going Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore. I hope we've not done this before. I don't think we have. Mount Rushmore of Negro League players. No, we definitely have not done this. But I mean, I mean, this is I like this because you've got two out there that I mean, it's pretty easy. hands down. Yeah, and Probably then three, four. Well, yeah, no. I know my number one for sure, and it might not be the same. We might not have the same. I mean, I've only got two, and and I'm and you know it sucks because you got guys like. Hank Aaron, you got guys like Jackie Robinson. You got those guys all played in the Negro League. So, so we, I'm not have, going. Let, yeah, so we got to make something of that because even Satchel Paige at one point played in the major league, played in Major League Baseball. So I, it's is how are we going to differentiate this? Because if you go that route, I mean, Jesus, Pete's dude, you got there's some unbelievable Negro League players, and just by talk, just by saying Hank Aaron. Brooks, uh, uh, Jackie Robinson, yeah. uh, and then obviously the two, you know, the two big ones everybody talks about: Satchel Paige and, and Josh Gibson. Yeah, um, Josh Gibson is my number one, by the way. He hit something like nine hundred twenty-seven thousand four hundred eighteen home runs. Yep, it was. It was at. It was nine hundred twenty-seven thousand something. It was. Yeah, it was right around there. Um, okay, that's what we're doing. But yeah, okay, so we got to figure out. Do, do they need to play a certain amount of years or do they need to be in the Negro Leagues Hall of Fame? 
Um, no, because that I mean Hank Aaron, those guys, those are guys on are all in there. Yeah. So let's just say they had to play more years in the Negro leagues than they did in the major leagues. Like it, I like it. Yep, let's do that. Okay. All right, that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy searching for that because I, I you know doing the research on that because I feel like there are probably more guys that I'm not as familiar There's with. There's some that had really great careers. Oh, uh, great careers and really cool stories. You go back. There's a couple documentaries on the Negro leagues. There's some really really cool stories yeah. from those leagues. Yeah. And the stories you st- and then you know like some of these were done in the 80s and stuff and you still had a lot of these guys around and they would they you know just an old guy sitting on the porch telling a story from back you know 40 years ago so cool man so yeah. cool. Yeah, I would love to get to that uh to that Hall of Fame and museum one day. Um let's do it. Okay. Let's That's make it. it happen. That's our Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and, and we'll go there sometime. Okay. All right, that sounds good. All right, so we've got uh, Ian, Michael Ian Black. We've got, For uh, comedy, we've got the Mount Rushmore of Negro League baseball players. And uh, we will have playoff baseball starting next week. The both wild, Actually, yeah, both wild card games, I believe, will be done before we come on. So the first game of the... Uh, playoffs will be going on while we are doing the podcast next week. Very exciting. So there you go, Bob. Anything else going on before we get out of here? I think uh, I think we're all set, ready for next week. Hopefully, I, I'm going to reach out to, to Bobby and Love see to if get he can Bobby come on. on. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yep. All right. Till next week. Don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>